Thanks for listening to the Best of Coast to Coast podcast. Become a Coast Insider, and you can hear this complete conversation as well as recent shows featuring guests discussing new cases of the troubling cattle mutilation phenomenon, worrisome instances of clandestine CIA torture, and the evidence that the lost city of Atlantis may have really once existed. Check out these programs and many other fascinating episodes waiting for you in the Coast to Coast Archive by heading over to coasttocoastam.com and signing up for Coast Insider. Now here's a highlight from Coast to Coast AM on iHeartRadio. David, it seems, too, that tensions are really heating up in the Middle East again, especially with Iran. Uh, The uh, Ayatollah today said that he was wrong to even have his people cut a nuke deal originally I don't know. What, uh, what's your gut tell you? Well, the Middle East is... Iran, I, I've, I've believed for a while, is, is the superpower of the Middle East. I think the, one of the unintended consequences of the Iraq War was helping Iran become a superpower in the Middle East. That and the failed states that are in the Middle East, Iraq is, in my opinion, a failed state. Syria... Uh, Libya, uh, it's Yemen. So, yeah, the Middle East is very, very dangerous. It's always been in trouble, but with, without governments in those countries I just mentioned, Iraq is barely functioning. And when it's functioning, Iraq is it, fully supported by Iran. Um, you get, you get the, what we have right now, which is a which is very, very dangerous problem that we don't seem to be able to handle. I mean... The Russians are up to their eyeballs in Syria. We've got 2,000 soldiers there. We've got probably 6,000, about 6,000 left in Iraq and upwards of 30,000 in Afghanistan. It's it's amazing. I mean, we went into Afghanistan in 2001. We haven't left yet. Yeah. It's my belief that we've lost this war on terror. Uh, 17 years at any one in a war is not winning it. And if you're not, we, we've had, we have real trouble. We, we have not been, had the political will. We've got great soldiers, but we, we've, we've lost thousands of soldiers in the last 17 years. We've lost tens of thousands wounded. There's been hundreds of thousands of civilians killed. And when those, where Afghanistan is, is actually 60% of control, under control of the Taliban now. For all of that time, we've been there. It's, it's, it was a, we had to go there, I understand, after 9-11, but staying this long with a corrupt government there as exists in, Pakistan, in Afghanistan, an absolute incompetent military, Afghan military, and the billions and billions of dollars we've thrown in there. And they've become the largest supplier of heroin and uh, opium in the world, and we happen to be the biggest users of, this, of that product. It's a tough I'd, I'd have got, I think we should have got out, there, got out of there 15 years ago and left a, a small force to go after terrorists, but not this kind of occupation we've been doing. Colonel, did, did we even have an exit plan when we went in? No. No, of course not. No, we haven't. And what you ha- no, we, the same, uh, we, we tried an exit plan in Iraq and it didn't work. Uh, but Afghanistan, uh, no. What we had was a reaction to 9-11 a very successful invasion by a small number of special forces and very bright and CIA guys and a lot of money and took the place in a very remarkable set of time. And 
after that, we just kept building up forces, and we were still still there because it's a very, very difficult place to control. Um, it hasn't been controlled, and we, we decided that we, that we were going to make the Afghanistan government look like the U.S. government, which is rather impossible. It, it's millions just weeks and millions, weeks. and millions of dollars. Try to train their military, which hasn't worked, uh, and never, never understood it's a tribal country, and you, we are very. It's very, very difficult. And it's actually proving impossible to um, subdue a, a country that large that's this tribal. Plus, it, you know, it's, it's been very, very difficult, and we should have learned, and we haven't. So we're still there. I don't see the current president getting us out. The last president added forty thousand soldiers. Uh, it's been a quagmire for us. And we have to look at this thing as a loss and figure out what to do from there. I don't mean to we completely leave Afghanistan. I would leave about 5,000 soldiers in there to keep raiding and killing terrorists when we find them. But this effort is, is not, it didn't work. Uh, Iraq is, it is close to failing. Not because of the guys who fought it. This is, this is a, wars are fought for political reasons. And how well they're done is usually decided by soldiers. But what's happened in this war, particularly in Afghanistan, has been a, probably a failure of senior military leadership as well as political. No, there's, no, there's no question. But leaving the 5,000, let's say, in Afghanistan, don't we put yeah. them in harm's way by, by only leaving them there? Um, no, I mean, you'd have to support them with air. You know, they, they can come out of a lot of different places. Um, it's, I might suggest they, they're not protected. Uh, we need to keep a force, if not in Afghanistan, close enough by, because the Taliban will it will breed more terrorist activity, um, as we saw when we thought we had taken down a lot of Al Qaeda, ISIS grew up. So we have, I, in my opinion, it's it's a, still a hotbed. It doesn't need to be occupied. We need to have a reaction force. Maybe it comes down to not leaving something in Afghanistan, but we need something in that area that can react very quickly and very violently, but the occupation part is an abject thing. When we first got there, we, we put on the contract with the, with the intelligence community, Karzai's brother. Karzai was a prime minister, the guy with the green cape everybody loved because he spoke great English. And he was at Unical Oil. <laughs> yeah, and his brother, this is not a conspiracy, I mean, his brother was, a, was working for the agency, uh, period, working for the agency. He was also the third or second largest drug dealer in the country. So, I mean, there were things like, like that that went on for 17 years uh, that undercut every effort that the soldiers were making. Uh, and it's come to this, we, we, to the point now where you try to find a story in television or the newspaper about Afghanistan, Iraq, or Syria, but we're talking about Afghanistan, it just, we've stopped caring. And it's gone on so long, we've dulled the senses of the American public and uh, we now got another four-star in there who claims that he's got the answer. He doesn't. Um, and it's gonna, he's going to do better than the other 40 four-star generals that have been in there for the 17 years. Well, you know, and you know, David, without people like you and our show putting on information about this, most American people have simply forgotten about Afghanistan. Yeah, I, it, it, yes. And it, it's very hard, it, depending on where people get their information. But it, it, it's clear that 9-11 is in the past. 
that less than 1% of this great country's citizens serve in the military. Less than 1%. So the majority of the American people, there's no pain. You know, they, they don't know anybody over there. They haven't lost anybody over there. If only 1% serving. And the, the press goes where there's money. The press does a story or keeps running the story because people watch it. Printed press the same way. And it's not, it's not being talked about. Why isn't That's this a president? situation, by the way. Not to, if America, we, we turn a blind eye to the wars we're fighting. They wind up being fought very poorly, and a lot of people, a lot of soldiers die. David, why isn't this president, who seems to be shaking up the apple cart, why isn't he just pulling out? I don't know the answer to that. I'm not, I, I, well, first of all, I, I, my suspicion is that Mattis, who I happen to know, the Secretary of Defense, served with him for about a year. Um, he's got a lot of influence with this president. Um, and the military, Department of Defense, will seldom, if ever, go to the president and say, by the way, we not, we're not doing very well. We need to stop. The answer that we in the military have is just give us a little more time and a few more soldiers and we'll win this thing. So he, the, he's not getting advice, and it's, and it's not a public outcry. So there's no impetus in the public the Department of Defense, the military is not going to the president recommending we stop fighting in Afghanistan because it will seem like we've lost. Um, it's a terrible thing to say, but I mean, it, these are great guys. We've lost a lot of soldiers, but it, we're not winning. It, we, we're losing it. I mean, Taliban has taken back 60% of the country. Yeah, they're back. Uh, they're back. So th- th- it's not a priority with the American people. The president of the United States is not a priority with him. And, and again, he's not getting not getting pushed by the Department of Defense. So it, 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 there's no pressure. So we just keep, keep running it. There's, off, there's still a lot of companies and people making a lot of money in Afghanistan and Iraq and Syria. Um, that's part of the equation. So it's, uh, the last president talk, called it a, you know, the, the, the most just, the just war of the two, I guess, and added 40,000 soldiers, Obama did, and that didn't work. So, I mean, we've, we've tried. We've had very, very good people. After 17 years, I'm sorry. I don't know what else to tell you that, or anybody listening. that This isn't going right. It reminds me of the war on drugs, another war we've lost. It's not working. So we need to change how we do things instead of having our soldiers die for, for this. And 17 years of this hasn't worked out. Listen to more Coast to Coast AM every weeknight at 1 a.m. Eastern and go to coasttocoastam.com for more.